Hey girl, we need to talk. Ready when you are, bro. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this lovely evening. It's a cozy evening here in Germany, Hamburg. Two guys just sitting next to a microphone, recording a little session of a podcast called Philippine Bratwurst. My name is Leo, and I'm here with my co-host, John. We made it nice and cozy because it's the second episode we're recording today. The last week's episode was also recorded before this recording. So you would ask, what's worse than sitting with a headache, an empty stomach, and no coffee in front of a microphone for one hour? Yes, you guessed it. It's sitting in front of a microphone with an empty stomach, no coffee, and a headache for two fucking hours. Welcome to this episode. And today, well, it's the same day as last time, but right now, we're doing this recording because one of us is on vacation next week. And that's me. I'm on vacation and, and I deserve it. I have to put up with you all the time, so now I gotta take a break. And no, everything's fine. No, we're fine. We're fine. Don't worry. So now y'all know what I fucking have to deal with before each episode. Yeah, do you see the attitude, the goddamn diva-liciousness that just came out of this boy? Hey. <laughs> I'm supposed to be the one that has fucking like high standards, yeah. <laughs> it's just you know, it's just cozier now because <laughs> we made it tea. <laughs> we got a cup of tea in front of us now. Well, each of us has one, you know. It's pretty. We don't drink from the same one. It's pretty like zen right now. I love it. Do do slurp. Um, that was good. Nice. Oh my god, yeah. Oh, that's so ASMR. So yeah, now that we're super productive unproductive we talk about productiveness actually we're going to talk about jobs yes we're going to talk about our first jobs we're going to talk about our current jobs talk about jobs in general yeah not steve though no rest in peace steve yeah my man that was my dad joke for the day did you see i'm getting good at it thanks for the influence there's no way to get good at dad jokes <laughs> every time you get into dad jokes it's a it's a step in the wrong direction john <laughs> we're just preparing for the future you it's know? the poison you don't want to drink i mean i can't be coming up to my kid and giving them like the, the, the like cool the, jokes the drag jokes like because they won't get it like they can't bring those jokes to school yeah let's let's leave it at that <laughs> it's fine okay continue so, me as a self-proclaimed job chameleon that already has been through a couple of jobs and has like a lot of stories to tell there, honestly. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that I'm proud of every single one. Yeah. Because there is a couple of those that are... I don't shine in my brightest light, let's mm-hmm. say that. But it all got us to the point that we're here right now. Yeah. And me doing this fantastic intro... To pave the way for you to share your first job with us. Okay, come John on. John Araja. Oh my god, you said it right, thanks. Um, okay, oh, but now you gave them my last name. Oh. <laughs> still complain about that <laughs> shit. Yeah, so my first job, actually, that's so funny. <laughs> I, I would like to like start off with something cute, but it was McDonald's, bitch. Hey! <laughs> oh my god, when they still had the red logo. <laughs> the red the red and yellow yeah now it's green so they're literally the colors that represent plastic <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah so i stayed there for like six and a bit months it was cute i didn't flip burgers i was in the cashier and get uh, that pretty face behind the counter oh, come on. make that dough <laughs> and back then i was like really nerdy and i had like i wore my contacts but i always loved wearing like big ass glasses so i would put like fake lenses in yeah, there and then just wear it like this and then like i just look like this little stereotypical asian kid that's like working part-time job because his parents don't give him allowance <laughs> and you were wearing that that uniform yeah it was that was actually not bad because it was black and yellow so i was like i was feeling it damn so you don't give us the secret recipe of flipping the fries 
Girl, all I gotta say is that shit is all frozen. <laughs> it's all frozen, dude, bitch. Dude, Elsa wouldn't even touch that shit. <laughs> that was good. That was good. I love Dad that. jokes. I love Learn. <laughs> We're all learning. Yeah. So, you know, the sweet and sour sauce, or for the Rick and Morty viewers, the Szechuan sauce. I know, you know what? I respect those jobs all the time because, you know, that's actually working for your money. Like, that's a job that you do to get money. Like, there's no there's no fun involved there. No, no one thinks like, okay, I admire to be <laughs> working at McDonald's at some point. That's people who actually just work for their money. It's no, nothing handed to them. I was working with people that were working there full time. I was just a student. Like, I was 16 and just it was my first part-time job. So, I mean, okay. We see it especially during this corona crisis, yeah. The, these kind of jobs we think are like, doesn't require education or like basically we, we kind of classify as low, the lower end jobs. They are so necessary now. They're the ones that are working, especially in this lockdown time for us. Like the grocery cashiers, they're killing it. Like without them, we cannot even get our food. So yeah, all the jobs play a part. Those, like the, the applause we give at 9 p.m. what we used to. That really helped them, I think. That really set it apart for them. <laughs> yeah. But like what I'm saying with that is that, you know, even though it was a McDonald's part-time job, I served the purpose in that corporate ladder, which um, I'm not going to look back at because... <laughs> but yeah, what was your first job? Um, my first job... Uh, let me think. Um, considering a career job, because I did like a uh, basketball coach for kids in the camp, like summer camps, and get like 50 euros for like a week or something. That, that counts. Nah. That counts. You got paid for it. The Maybe first the job I have was um, working in a, a restaurant kitchen, actually. I did my internship at that kitchen, and I told myself after those two weeks, like my school internship for two weeks, I'm never going to come back here. And then they called me in the summer, like my summer vacation. And if they said like, "Hey, you wanna you wanna work here?" It's like ten bucks per hour. It's like I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that was big bucks back then. Yeah, I did that for like six weeks or something. Like it was a summer job, but uh, hey, it paid me well. And I got like, <laughs> let me tell you, there were there were no taxes involved there. Okay, okay I don't know if you want to pull that. <laughs> put that online but yeah <laughs> there were no taxes at any point in time giving there from either side you, you got I it pretty much him. got paid out of the tip jar <laughs> okay okay but you were what 16 uh yeah i was like 15 i think 15 even 15 16 somewhere there yeah that's the equivalent of child labor in in the western world yeah no i think i was 16 already <laughs> so 16 you're allowed to work here yeah for a far 450 uh Per month. Yeah, I mean, in Australia, if you, if like, do you know Hungry Jacks? No. Okay, so Burger King is not called Burger King in Australia because apparently they had like some legal issues with that. Shit, it's I'm called, so hungry now. It's called <laughs> Hungry Jacks. And yeah. Hungry Jacks, they were paying bitches like $7 per hour in Australia. That was like... 7 Australian dollars. Yeah, yeah. that was Ooh. really shitty. Whereas I was making at least like 10 in McDonald's. So, yeah, that's all I gotta say. Well, I made 10 euros, which is like... I mean, I paid, I've worked like, if you work them, the normal shift was from 11, the good shift, as I want to call it, yeah. from 11 to like 6, which is like 7 hours, and there was no break involved either. Damn. <laughs> well, like, they, they made like a lunch break, but I was like, always, I had like, like preparation jobs, pre preparation jobs, um, so I didn't really have time to eat, like a little snack, and then kept going. Or the other good shift is the night shift because after closing, you eat the rests. Oh, yum. Oh my gosh, yes. I also worked after McDonald's at a sushi place. Yes, second job. Yeah. Go on. And that was so bomb because not only did I learn how to make sushi from Japanese people, but I also got to learn like how a kitchen functions properly, not like a, a fast food kitchen because obviously everything's already done. In this kitchen, we made everything from scratch, like from the rice to the... Um, all the sauces like I learned how to make teriyaki sauce I learned how to like roll sushi properly and um, got to engage in even like Japanese the language itself because we had to we were it was this really traditional place where when someone comes into the door we all shout like shaimase like the Japanese word for like welcome and then when they leave the store like we shout something else that I forgot and it was Wait, all you really shout it when the customer came in? Comes in and when they come out. Like everyone in the team is supposed to shout That's it. That's such an American thing. 
Really? Yeah. I mean, maybe it's Australian too, but I, I no one, obviously, no one in Germany does that. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine you're coming into a German fast food like, hello. <laughs> oh, but it's, it's not fast food. It's like a religious restaurant. And in Japan, they do that. Like some some um, restaurants do that. It's like traditional. Dude, when I was in, the, in America, well, we branch out from already, but America at um, Panda Express. That <laughs> no, you cannot compare Panda Express. No, but let me tell you. So, and, and you put tip in the tip jar. Yeah. There's literally like a bell. Someone rings the bell. Everyone from the whole kitchen says, thank you. In and English. I, yes, of course. <laughs> well, they were all Americans there. Okay. And so, and, and I, was, I wanted to tip them, but I was also so embarrassed that they're going to do that shit. So I told him like, hey, can you not? And he's like, nah, sorry, it's CI. I was like, well then, go ahead. You're going to say thank you for a dollar here. <laughs> Split that with the eight people here. You're saying thank you for 10 cents, so... You do oh my you. god <laughs> cute yeah they used to do that in the apple store when you buy something like they, they, really the whole team would clap for you like legit applause <laughs> what? yeah D- during the times where everybody was like lining up for this shit like i remember buying my ipad and then like as i bought it and they i finished the transaction they were all like <laughs> like giving me applause legit like <laughs> as i sure, left they the only store. did that for you no, no, it was every customer. I know, I know, but yeah. probably only did that for you. Oh, the poor Filipino kid got <laughs> it. <laughs> oh and then Steve, Steve Jobs in the back be like, ah, look at that. Even I get their money. <laughs> Bitch. Not the, just the poor Filipino kid. Okay. <laughs> Make it a race thing, but okay. So um, my actual first job sounds like a cut now because I switched topics so hard. Uh, my, my first job was obviously this kitchen thing. Yeah. And then my second job, um, that was pretty much right during my um, during my final exam in school. So we have oral exams and written exams. And that was in between. That was like a two-month period in between. So I, I worked a festival job. And that actually got me into um, a, a later job later on that I still do now. Um, through like event management and festival stuff like I, I work I technically work one job now but I got like job on the side which is like uh, tour management and artist care on festivals okay look at him but that's like not my main job and um, that's the, the the money maker on the side come on you so can have those can I, have I actually I actually put up um, signs so there's those fences on festivals mm-hmm. and they have those covers in front, like this big, like there's like commercials on there and like, um, and like maps of the area and shit. And then you put like, the, you know, this little cable ties, zip yeah. ties, mm-hmm. um, you put those on there to just make a stick. And I did that for four days straight. That was your task, basically. Oh, that's the only task we had. We had oh. like a group of eight guys and um two managers you would call them two two ladies that later on one of them is still my boss um on the festival because she moved up the ranks and we just zip tied for three i couldn't move my hands how many fucking kilometers long like it was like the big like eighty thousand people rock and ring festival so literally i've like a mile for american listeners a mile of just zip tying those freaking fences yeah around two kilometers for the others yeah 1.6 it is yeah there you go and so that's that's the second job i had and the third job actually so i had a couple already third job was was the real a proper job i did it for like a couple months like six months or something yeah for actually six months i worked at an an online store which was an online pharmacy pretty much and my job was to get the new products into the system so you just type in the information and the ean codes and the prices and shit and you had to look up prices because we worked like we wanted to be like the third lowest on the market so i had to look up the price online for the lowest so that was my job and i was terrible <laughs> okay at least you're honest yeah like the first couple of days i noticed i'm like I, i'm way further than the other guys working there and um, like on the technological point standpoint they were like a little older so you notice like it's their job, but it's not. It's not mentally demanding at any point. So I was like right out of school. I was like eighteen, and my gap year between, because um, I did an internship, a couple of them, I did an internship, which kind of moved me to the point where I couldn't start university anymore. But I wanted to do the internship so bad, so I did that, and then afterwards I had like time to kill, so I worked. 
as some should do yeah so it paid well it paid like uh, 10 euros per, per hour as well up to 12 that was like a, a bonus system um when you work faster i didn't and i noticed in the beginning that some people didn't know what copy and paste is so i was like i easy i got this so i started out good and then after a month or so it was literally just me trying to get around work. <laughs> oh my, my whole task was like sitting. I moved my PC that way that no one could look at my screen. And I pulled up YouTube videos and stuff and I like, watched them. And like, I literally like clicked the mouse all the time to pretend that I'm working. I like typed something on the typewriter for no reason. <laughs> You're fucking and, crazy. <laughs> and the guy next to me was like an older dude that did like, and he was literally like unnecessary for the whole company. He's not like this. He's actually, I can say that. He was the guy that like he did what I did, but for books, because there is books that are like for health reasons, and no one bought them. But there was like a ton of them, so he had to put them all in the system, and there was no reason for him to put them on. In so I I didn't know why he worked there, but I knew that he wouldn't tell on me because he was like on the jump seat from the point when he started that job. <laughs> so so <laughs> I was there with just like looking watching youtube videos and going to lunch that's all i did how did you get away <laughs> work i mean you swindled your way and got your 10 to 12 euros per hour so <laughs> plus that was like um company of my best friend's dad so did you get like kind of favoritism because of that or not no well i'm it was like a job that you that's so hard to control i got like a list of things like a long, long list that I had to put in the system. Okay. And I started it, but it took so long. Then when they asked me, are you done? It's like, ah, not quite yet. And then the next time they asked me was like a week later. And I was like, ah, still not quite done. And they ah, it's a, it's a long list. Yeah. And there was no point. And then they told me at some point there's new stuff that came in. And I also took pictures of them, the, the products, and they cropped them and stuff. So there was a new load coming in of some stuff. It's like, ah, I got to start working at that. And then they asked, like, are you done with the other list? I'm not quite. Yeah, I go through the new stuff. And I got a new list that I can postpone. <laughs> so I, I, and then I did a couple of products and stuff. And like, so, yeah. So you I, did the job, but like, yeah. you were not always as productive as you. Yeah. <laughs> you made it seem, yeah. I, I worked at a very slow pace. Yeah. I, I, I dragged the lunch and then I like... I had like left or like I had like some bread rolls or something I took back to my seat and then I did like a second lunch pretty much. I drank a lot of coffee, all that stuff. Yeah. So I wasn't good at that job. I don't want to drag it any longer. Yeah, but like that's so crazy because if a potential uh, headhunter is listening to this and like what you just said, <laughs> I mean, I think they're realistic enough to know that this shit happens, but you just like outed yourself right now. What's <laughs> that bitch? Oh, I'm cool with that. <laughs> yeah, okay, work. Look at my work now and then then criticize me again. Okay, let's go. Okay, so yeah, fast forward to what's happening. Okay, maybe, no, what? You know what? I want to ask you as well. Was there something you learned from that experience though? Oh, 100%. Every job got me further. Like, if you only learn people, like, to, to kind of not judge people, but like, um, understand people and, and understand the characters, different characters and how they play together. I had like one guy, my first job, one guy that um, that I thought was like super unfriendly. And then because I, I came to, to work my first day, they told me to be there at 10. I was there like 9.57, shortly before 10. Okay. And then I walked in and he's like, hey, you're late. I was okay. like, no, I'm not late. And he's like, well, you're here. It's a kitchen. You're not dressed. You're here like in your casual wear. And it's it's three minutes before your shift. I was like, yeah, well, I didn't know that I had to get dressed. Well, use your fucking brain. And then he like sent me up and he gave me like a jacket or something. And as a cook, you have buttons. Mm. And the buttons are their personal. They own that. And also the, the, the wear you own. Mm. And you got to keep clean. So I got it the first day. I like smeared something on it. And I wore it the second day. I said, like, it's not clean. So like, yeah, well, I only have one. Well, then wash it. I was like, well, okay. And you have those like icky looking pants they they, they, yeah. they have the 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 hound tooth print on it yeah i know i i didn't wear them at the beginning so you have working shoes actually like with the like, proper soles and like um and like things that don't like, like a leather protection. Yeah, yeah. leathery things so it doesn't go through yeah 
and um, I was wearing like an old jeans, old pair of jeans that I never worn again because it smelled so bad afterwards. It smelled like food so hard. Was it the, the fish job, right? Like, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. That makes sense. It didn't yeah. smell like fish necessarily, but kitchens. If anyone who worked in the kitchen, they have a distinct smell of like burning fat and all that stuff. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. So you know that. Yeah, mine was super clean. Like these Japanese people were not playing. Bitch. Like, I talked about McDonald's. What McDonald's? Yeah. Well, Mc- McDonald's Mc- was yeah really fatty. Yeah. Yeah. So. It smells like that, but I, I, afterwards, I noticed that the guy was right. So I just didn't know that I mean, like my 16 year old me uh, thought, okay, I'm on time. Well, what's going on? Why the fuck are you talking to me like that? So, but actually he was right. And I could have thought about it. Like, hey, where do I get the wardrobe from? I actually went out and got the shoes, which was like 120 bucks or something. So pretty much the first two days I worked for nothing. So the same day that you... That day that you kind of got screamed at for coming in at 9.57, you got the shoes or what? No, no, I got it like a week before. Oh, okay, okay. I actually got it for my internship already, but yeah. Okay. So, um, I, yeah, I started working there. So I noticed that he's not the bad guy. I was just being the brat and he just put me straight. And it's his way of doing it. Obviously, there's nicer ways to do it. say, okay, you're on time, but, you know, think about it. You don't wear a jacket yet. You don't wear your, your proper clothes. So you can start working now. You should be here before time so you can start working at your time. So I noticed that. And then my second job, obviously, I, I noticed that even if it's only the things that you know I don't want to do. Like, okay, I saw some people working there for like 20 years already. It's like, okay, I don't want to be that guy or girl. Totally fine. Um, so, <laughs> but the girls get paid 17% less. So, oh, really? No, that's like a German thing. Mm-hmm. Where the fucking... Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, even if it's only noticing that you don't want to work there or don't want to do that kind of job, that helps you. Did you notice that as well? Sorry yeah. that I'm like talking for like 20 minutes straight already. No, that's cute. Like, it, I mean, this is your episode, right? So... <laughs> technically you're just listening yeah no um as i told you i worked for mcdonald's that what i learned from that is like how the job industry works because that was my first one from the sushi place i had the same experience as you they were not easy on me my first two weeks was rough like the head chef was freaking like strict as hell if i was even caught not using both hands he would be like why are you just using one hand you have two hands for a fucking reason like and it was just, I've never had this kind of, uh, like, mentality. Or, no, I've never been disciplined in this way. And I, that woke me the fuck up. Like, every day after work, I would consistently get, like, all the memories of what happened of that day that didn't go well. Like, okay, I didn't use both my hands. Like, I was too slow with chopping cabbage and stuff like this. And at that time, obviously, I hated the fucking head chef. But, as, as like you said now, looking back at it, it was a way for me to learn that not everyone is going to be nice to me. And in this scenario, I'm dispensable. I'm just the person that like they can replace. So if I don't perform, I will lose that job. Because I was in Australia, we have like casual contracts where you're not guaranteed even the set amount of hours you work in a week. And they could technically like let you go at any time. Yeah, so I had to perform. And it actually pushed me to be better because of all the pressure from the chef. And also just because the guy that hired me is like, they, it was a family business and he like really believed in me because I mean, I was at that time 18, like st- still studying at uni. And usually with these uh, positions, they get someone who's actually worked in a kitchen before because making sushi, as you can probably imagine, is no child's play. It's, uh, it's like a disciplined art. He believed in you so much that he could be a sushi chef. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He even taught me how to slice um, salmon. And not everybody got to learn that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a big deal. <laughs> he believed in me so much that I could work at an at a untrained job. <laughs> Honestly, though. like He got me into McDonald's and he believed in me so hard that I could do it. Yeah, I was the only non-Japanese bitch that was like working there. That, um, Non-Japanese the and a bitch? Yeah, <laughs> yeah in the kitchen. Because all, all the um, other hoes worked as waitresses and stuff um but in the kitchen it was solely like japanese people and he let this little filipino in so i felt like very privileged but anyway yeah i learned from that that earning money is no goddamn joke and no sometimes you have to really put fingers to the bone when you 
make that money. That little cent that you make in in the goddamn like twenty minutes or whatever, you're working for it and you're fucking like busting your ass for it, and it's not a goddamn joke. Yeah. yeah, you 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 really appreciate yeah money in a different way that I noticed as well. Also, I have the highest respect for anyone working in uh, in the kitchen afterwards. So if I have ever have to wait for my food, I'm never gonna say. What the wait the fuck my food? I'm yeah. gonna ask politely. Hey, did you maybe forget it? If so, no problem. But could you put it on the list? So, guess out at some point because I worked as a waiter as well afterwards. Uh, almost forgot. I almost forget that job. So it's been like a three months. In the same place? No. No, different place. Well paid job. Yeah. Waiters nice. You only uh, you have like minimum wage here, yeah. which is uh, at that time it was seven fifty. Now it's over nine, I think. Okay, that sounds so low. I was making like almost twenty dollars at the sushi place. Well, that's euros here, so but whatever. So um, plus you get tip, and tip is like a good good tip. Yeah. Uh, Come so on. That was like um, it was like me a couple of girls working there, and I always like obviously when I had like um dudes tables, I sent them, mm. and that was like like ladies from thirty five upwards. That's that was my range. You used I, your charm. Oh, of course I did. Oh I like God. I like okay ladies I. Do you want another round or do we go to the bill? Put one another round. They were like, yeah, we do. I was like, yeah, yeah. And then when we went to the bill, I was like, sat next to them, like calculated all this stuff for them. I was like, oh, okay, you pay that, you pay that. Uh, that was like, and if you sit there in a group of people that all split the bill, yeah, you got to start with the one that you think gives the most tip because <laughs> that pushes all the others to match it. Oh my god, life hack again. Yes, because if you start with the with the cheap shot, then you, the other ones be like, ah, uh, yeah, okay, that's that's we we're doing that, all right. Yeah. But if you start with a with a baller, <laughs> then it's 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 all around the clock. How did you make your judgment of which one is that one? Well, the one that talked to you the best, like the one that called out to all the jokes and stuff. You want to you want to go to that person okay, first. Okay, okay. Say hi, honey. Let's, let's go with you first. So Good that's night, like honey. American way thing though. Like Americans always go like super. They're always like super, um, involving. Like they always go like, hey, how you how how are we doing today? And they actually want to know. We talked about that before. Yeah, you 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 did that here in Germany, which is not usually exactly. Okay, so I, so I, I was like super engaging. If there's people that you notice, okay, they don't want to talk to you, then you don't. Yeah. But also, I, like, one thing I hate, obviously everyone does, but I hate making mistakes. Okay. And I obviously did mistakes in those jobs. Like, oh, I just still do mistakes a lot. And I hate, hate, hate it. So I, I really hate it. But what I noticed in the kitchen, actually, you got to stick up for your mistakes. Don't try to push them away. That's like, that's weak shit. That's small dick energy. Oh, bringing it back. That's yes. what's up. So, because I, I made a mistake there, and I had like one of my uh, head chef, Mirko. He's like a 55 year old Polish dude. He's listening. Super nice. Like, uh, he was the, it's called the cold kitchen. Also, all the appetizers and the stuff that doesn't get cooked. And he was so nice to me. But I noticed like he's, he's a tough guy. And then I did, one day I came in, and one of the, one of the sous chefs for him, which is gone and they told me like he fired him yesterday during the shift i was like hey (laughs) and but he was super nice to me still but he he um he really taught me that like this you gotta stick up for your mistakes if you do because i did a mistake i was like hey yeah that was me and he's like hey that's good your mistake i mean you gotta redo it now it still sucks for you but at least you stuck up for it so hey just do it again okay don't don't let it happen again yeah. And that's that's super important. Um, so preachy. Integrity, love yeah. it. Integrity. No, but I like that. Like honestly, I've seen you. There are some moments, obviously, where you like um, have to back away from like an agreement that we have, but you always like pull through and you don't make excuses. You you actually say why and you like don't make. Oh no, my my goddamn like uh, my granddad ate, died. Or my dog shit. ate my homework. Yeah, like I think that is really cool that you learned that through this job. Apart from that. I have like, okay, this might sound super privileged. Bitch, I mean, have you heard our episodes? <laughs> Just <Yeah>. say it. <laughs> so, um, when I go to the to the supermarket, and I go to the checkout, there's obviously a, a guy or a lady sitting there and doing your like beep beep beep. You know what I'm saying? The cashier. So, 
they're always not always some aren't but mostly in a terrible mood <laughs> same with like people working in like um governmental buildings or something like stuff where you get your license for example they always there's a stereotype but i've been there and from my experience that's true why do you work those jobs if you're in like if you hate it that much i mean i get it it's a job that pays the bills yes but if you're already doing the job and I tried it and I'm giving like life advice like I'm an 80 year old like oh I've been through that kid I try I had like a job that I hated and I try to make the best of it and it made the job more fun and better honestly like if you're doing you have to do it anyway so why don't you do it great or good at least good question respect to you for like finding the best in that situation but unfortunately not everyone is like this Of and, course um, not. Yeah, it's very situational. So, um, some people are just they get they've been through shit, <laughs> and I don't know, I know why I know, they're like I'm, that. I'm so. not saying I'm not saying that you have to. Yeah, be but a, I agree. It's your job. It's different because you're getting paid for it. Like, I, <laughs> you know, I could also be like in whatever I do, like be very miserable. But I just always think like if, especially when it's customer service where you're dealing with people, the least you can do is have a like at least a an acceptable attitude that doesn't make the other person feel uncomfortable yeah so um, um don't say that money has to be your only motivation like yeah. it has to be intrinsic or extrinsic of course yeah. but it just makes the day better like if you greet someone with a smile hey five out of ten times maybe you get a smile back and other way around if you greet someone with like hey what the fuck do you want nine out of ten times the other person is not me if i see that that gives me a push to say You know what? I have a great day today. How are you doing? So, you know, I obviously run to walls sometimes, but that job that I bullshitted kind of showed me that, you know, bullshitting a job, not nice, doesn't have... I, I, I was like coming in the, in the morning, I was like, oh, another day here. Uh, the, literally, my only, the only happiness was when there was like free samples. <laughs> <laughs> in the in the fish place or no what? no it was like the i didn't bullshit the fish place okay there was no way i could do that because there was like i had a job that they gave me like two hours for it and it had to be done yeah okay, okay i was like i'm not that quick and then like this i had like the worst of the worst tasks there i had to like get the guts out of the fish like even Ooh. there was a lady that peeled the potatoes and because we had like a separate lady for that she did laundry and peeled the potatoes I was beyond that task. I was like way lower. I had to cut like the parsnips and stuff. Mm, they yummy though. Yeah, no. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. But, so what are the free samples in the pharmacy place? Oh, we had like, because obviously some, some um, they had like pharmacy product and non-pharmacy products. So obviously for some you need prescription, for some you don't. And if there's like, you can even buy gummy bears, gummy bears and like those pharmacies normally. Oh. So we had like, um, We had like chips, like crisps or whatever you want to call them, like, yeah. you know, chips. And uh, we had those with like sour cream taste. And I, uh, there was like super tiny packages. Yeah. So I took like seven yeah. <laughs> of get, those packages. That's so awesome. And then I just, I, like, because it was like, there's like six chips in there. And I got to that point where I ate so many of them that I was disappointed when there was only five in there because they always waited. Yeah. And I saw like, and I put them out. It was like literally one bite. So I took them. I was like, ah, I have a fiber. <laughs> you set yourself up for yeah. high expectations. And then I had like so many bags of those. And we had like two boxes. And then I <laughs> I started putting the empty bags in my coworker's trash pans. So, so it doesn't look like I ate 20. <laughs> looked like everyone had their fair share. <laughs> you sneaky bitch. You always been this way. <laughs> so I I took them like I put them in my pocket and went to the coffee table, a uh, coffee machine, and there was a trash bag there. So I put some in there, and so I so I, I kind of like, distributed <laughs> empty bags of chips there. <laughs> What we can get from this episode is that if you hire Leo, you're gonna find a way to manipulate. If you this hire shit. the 16-year-old Leo, <laughs> I don't recommend you doing that. I mean, he's a great spirit. He's good for the atmosphere in the office, 
but he's not there for productiveness. Yeah, but today's Leo. After thirty minutes, we can learn about him now. It's still, it's still uh, good for the atmosphere. Yeah. Um, but he loves effectiveness and productiveness, and he he tries. Yay! <laughs> I still have my ups and downs, but I'm I, you know. What if you're working at the job where it's more brain involved? It gives you a good feeling if you accomplish something, and mm-hmm. if you did a job well, and people like recognize you, obviously recognize that you did it well, and you get more responsibility. And I'm a sucker for for pressure. I mentioned it before, and I'm a sucker for responsibility. Those two things like I strive in. Yeah, and um, I can't have kids though <laughs> yeah because that responsibility way too much. Yeah, okay. But, but um, if, uh, the, the job that I'm working in now uh, involves responsibility, involves your own work and environment. And um, what I wanted to say previously with the stuff that you want to do your job well, you also put another part in your life that could potentially ruin your day. Okay. Think about it. Cause Wait, I, what? The, see, I have like, you have your personal life, your private life already. Yeah? I have a relationship. If I get in the fight with Dea, I'm in a bad mood. I, like your day is not ruined, but you'll obviously have something that could tip you to the to downwards spiral. Then you have sports, for example. If I have a bad practice, it's like not something good in your head. I'm not necessarily in a bad mood the whole day, but also something that you kind of it kind of like eats you up for the day. Job as well. If something goes bad, and I work in sales, so. If there's like an offer that gets declined, it happens like 90% of the time they decline it. But still, it kind of hits you, you know, kind of like, ah, I kind of like thought it would be would be a yes. Yeah. So that's another point. Or you do a mistake on the job. That's for me, that's a big thing. Like that hits hard. If I do like a big mistake or even a small mistake and I see the imperfection because I have so high standards for myself that kills me for the whole day like that's like ugh okay bitch I hope your high standards come up in this podcast too cause I'm waiting for that <laughs> boy <laughs> just had to throw that little shade down there because yeah no but okay that's cute that's good to hear but you still didn't describe what you actually do bitch like it's it's a bit mysterious now all I for all I know you could be a goddamn prostitute you said sales you could be selling yourself like I don't know what you're doing I'm working sports marketing okay. so sponsorships for for sports teams and beyond there's like a lot of strings attached there mm-hmm. I also do prostitution <laughs> so if you want to book him I'll, I'll link the number <laughs> this is my GoFundMe <laughs> A Patreon account. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, just start on OnlyFans. It's better. You get a, a monthly subscription. Are there male OnlyFans? Like, okay, <laughs> the the well, yes, I suppose there are. Bitch, <laughs> what do you think? The ones I will look into are those ones. <laughs> true, Dad. Don't you admire women as well, John? I love women, but I don't. See? I don't objectify them. Okay, so <laughs> well, I don't have OnlyFans, um, but. What I wanted to tell you or wanted to talk about after you shared your perspective on what jobs gave to you, because I had a monologue for like now 38 minutes, um, is that how the definition of jobs and jobs for younger people and job expectations for people changed. And I don't want to do a fucking TED talk here. Uh, oh, people don't work 30 years in the same job anymore. Look at me, bitch. Six jobs already. And I'm 24. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's cute. Like, um, brr, what was the question, bitch? So, how did you develop your jobs? What's, what was your favorite job until yet? Till now, my favorite job was, you know what? I worked for Hollister. I can say that now. Yay, I'm finished with that. Um, no, but it was a really good time. It jump-started my life here in Germany. Because as I told you in a previous episode, I started like two weeks after moving to Germany. I had my contract signed, sealed, delivered, bitch. Because uh, Michi was the manager, so... <laughs> like, I had a bit of a... I want to talk to the man. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, I mean, I think he would have hired anyone because, bitch, um, I had some colleagues that were <laughs> less than satisfactory with their job quality and now i'm calling their shit, shit out and uh, hopefully they're not listening but y'all know who you are if you're listening 
And I mean, some of us could get away with it, like just like this old guy in your other work. But well, anyway. he did his job. It was just like a, a position that was totally unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Anyway, work ethic was something I like that because I came from the sushi job from Australia and going to this clothing store where it's less labor intensive because you're not you don't have to be moving like 24 or 7 or like the whole time i was still coming in with the mentality is no i have to work 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 fuck fuck all the drama fuck all the like the social aspects of it and i forgot that this company is all about the social aspect but they liked me because of that because i was legit like you give me a task i will finish that shit and like half the time you give it to me yeah so that worked for me um and the best part is when i got more comfortable i really got to make friends in hollister and um they were all people my age and uh very engaging and very friendly people that I am still friends with today. Like most of my friends group, I think here in Hamburg consists of these people that I met through Hollister. And it was really a really nice uh, work environment. And it taught me a lot of how to deal with different types of people because we are, were a very international team. And a lot of people that came from other countries and that only spoke English would work for Hollister. And then I could like not only or communicate with them easily, but also um, I could also like uh, put it in a context of like we're all learning and we're all like new to the city and yeah it was just very interesting for the time in my life that I worked there it was perfect for me like I could make friends and also work with clothes but and... don't you hate it when you worked at a job that's uh, that's like so labor labor uh, intensive and there's always shit to do when you're at a job and you're out of jobs yeah that sometimes happens because you can obviously like uh, picture it's not always going to be busy in the store. Exactly. Yeah. And then you rearrange all that stuff and you clean up and stuff, but then you're done. Yeah. That was, that was probably the worst parts of the job when we don't have tasks because, um, yeah, you're going to have to end up like mopping and stuff. Thank God that the managers liked me enough that they never gave me those tasks because I was a good worker. Hopefully that's why. Um, but yeah, like, uh, in that store, it was definitely like, Oh gosh, it was such a luxury after going from, uh, getting screamed at for not using both hands uh, to just folding the clothes and making it also pretty because when i went worked at holster it was they still had this uh, standard where you have to fold things a certain way and um the how the store looked was still important it's now not the case anymore um and it's just about like efficiency and speed so um that was really fun and it even like allowed me to use my creativity because they would let me like deal with customers sometimes and some customers needed advice and I was like, bitch, you know what, try this on. Like, they let you deal with customers sometimes. Hey, hey let's make it funny. Let John handle that. <laughs> <laughs> bitch. <laughs> no, like the manager, that was really cool because all the managers were even my age. Like, it just felt like a community, you know, and it felt very safe. Like, I didn't feel like I... um it didn't feel like this kind of hierarchy that I had in the sushi store. Like I felt like we were all on the same level and I could even hang out with most of them, like outside of work. So it was and really you, cool. And you did. You know it. <laughs> <laughs> you know how we do. You could have hung out with anyone. Yeah. And um, So what a stereotype, the gay guy working in the fashion store. Well, technically it's not fashion. That's a spot like... We, Ooh, Hollister is not fashion. <laughs> no, it's retail. You have to separate it because we're not like designing anything. Like it's retail. So, <laughs> I so right. some people were like, um, really putting it to that standard. Like, we're, I work in fashion, and I'm just thinking, like, girl, <laughs> no, you don't. Ooh, call him out, John. Call him out. No, no, spill no, the beans. Spill the beans. <laughs> well, uh, there were some managers that really like were were feeling it. Like, I mean, they did great because obviously they're now higher in the system, and they were all like, yeah, I work in this store. Like, I've I've been like manager for this amount of time, and now I got promoted to like. The higher position it's like and oh it, it just felt like they were making it such a big deal and at the end of the day dude we're like selling like t-shirts it's not that dude <laughs> life the, the dude in the in the in the theater that takes your jacket he has more touch points with fashion than you <laughs> yeah you could have sold fucking washing machines <laughs> because for me there is definitely a difference fashion would be if you worked at like the designing aspect of Fendi or something like if you worked as an intern for like the creative director or whatever that's fashion because you're in the actual like industry this is retail because we're like trickling down and selling the product we're not we don't have anything to do with the design aspect 
well but you have to maybe get, uh, give advice to someone that's looking for a product yeah and that probably fits you you could say to someone that walks in looking like me oh let's not look in the slim fit jeans let's look into something else yeah so that's that's also a part of fashion i mean they already they they had their first step in the door yeah it's, it's they a have sprinkle. their foot in there they're not balls deep in yet but they have one foot in the door of fashion <laughs> yeah like Maybe they got pulled up to the next level and they get from from Hollister they go to Abercrombie and from Abercrombie they go to a real fashion brand. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably like best case scenario. No, but you can say that, but I just like to make the distinction because fashion is if you work in fashion, it's not like this. You're not like behind a cashier, like you know, this is like there's definitely a distinction. But anyway, I also worked in politics here and I also what I do now like I'm like a researcher I got a scholarship for like my project in the Philippines I have like my nonprofit where we recycle plastic into bricks and so that's what I'm doing now and I'm like raising money for that and like getting sponsorships um but because it's a nonprofit it's like not very difficult to raise the money because not only do we provide cleanup for the Philippines we also yeah basically create a product and then when we sell this product it just keeps the cycle going keeps it alive yeah so that's what i'm doing now i just wanted to be transparent and i also got like some side hustles that you know about that i cannot be disclosing Ooh. in this in this scenario we both work as prostitutes <laughs> <laughs> no but yeah but we have we have a different set of clients <laughs> Yeah, especially like the demographics are different, like the yeah. age group. Yeah. I, I, no, I'm not gonna go. Say to, it. Go no, on. No, it's fine. I already made a joke. My my age group is 35 and above. Oh, okay. Because mine are like 60 and 80. So. Oh, <laughs> so you, so you're going for the sugar? Yeah, they got the retirement money, bitch. <laughs> so you're fishing in Palm Springs, is what you're saying? A no, but okay. Maybe we need to like disclose that we are actually not prostitutes. Oh yeah, we're this not prostitutes, by the way. We're actually working a normal people's job. And but what I mentioned before is, um, I talked to a friend about it once. That do you see your where, where do you see yourself in like ten years or something? Like that stupid question. But I thought, okay, I might not work in the same job for a long time, because I need I always need like challenges i need an outlook like i need to have a perspective on where this is going where the company is going where i'm going in this company and that's so demanding of me obviously back in the day or other people obviously think hey if as long as the company's alive and i can do this job and get the same salary for the next 40 years i'm good yeah and then there's me it was like nah <laughs> I think I, I could even work like from like a different country maybe at some point or um, what could I do to improve me or improve myself, improve my situation, how can I get more money, all that stuff. And I'm obviously not fully focused on like making the most money or something. I'm just saying I want to have a job that fulfills me and um, not 100%. But if I, if I ever get to the point and I told myself, my younger self already told myself that if you're at that point where you think like people oh it's monday again i don't get it you have to like, leave the job basically yeah I, right now if i if, if for me it's monday it's like ah oh, that's fine i even check emails on the, on the weekend because i like it because I, I i like being productive i like being i'm tend to be workaholic sometimes and then i tend to be like i just i'm just excessive with a lot of things eating playing video games like if i play i play for six hours girl relate and if <laughs> if i uh, if I work, then I like I don't want to stop working. Like I think about sometimes when I'm at work, uh, the way home now it's like twenty minutes where I can't do anything. Okay. See, and that's like that's pissing me off. That's the reason why I went took the car sometimes before, um, when I did like the different job. I thought okay, I take the car because the car can be on the phone. Yeah. The train I can't. Yeah. So the headhunters now would like to talk to you again because of this. <laughs> Part promotion of yeah yeah no but um all right like i kind of agree with you in the sense that it's not all about money but what i did learn through the jobs that i've had and also like just going to university and things like this i know what i want and i definitely want to be able to teach the subject that i studied in university which would be more the sustainability uh department and um because 
the bachelor's degree that we did is about that. Or like my minor at least was on that. So I could, my plan for next year is to do my master's and then also do a PhD eventually. And I want to at least teach part-time. So that's something I already know that I'm going to definitely pursue. And on the side, as you already know, I've been writing my, <laughs> my novel for like, two, three years now, and that's still a work in progress. And um, I'm actually going to the Philippines next year to completely focus on that, finally. Drop. Yeah, so... So we bought a second microphone, so we can <laughs> yeah. still record there. We're actually using the, the new one that we got, so hopefully the sound quality is like crisper. <laughs> I just think it's the same. Yeah, it's the same mic, so... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just is his, his, his brother. Yeah, right. We had Frank before. Now it's Kevin. Not Kevin. Okay. He yeah, looks like Kevin. a Kevin. Okay. So if you hear like jungle sounds in the background of John's recording next time. Not next time, but at some point. <laughs> Where do you think I'm from, bitch? <laughs> we don't well, have... you said you're going to remote island somewhere. I don't know. It's not a goddamn jungle, bitch. <laughs> what is it then? Mangroves? At, at, most, at most, yeah, like a forest. <laughs> <laughs> like, like like a European forest and consider that the jungle <laughs> like pine trees <laughs> yes like girl we're not in fucking sub-Sahara Africa or something like child I don't know what you're thinking but yeah that's that's something and I have a like like my side hustles that I cannot reveal because you know keep it on the DL oh. um, those ones make such me such a good thing that you mentioned it already that you have a side hustle <laughs> those ones are the money makers in my in my like uh, life and oh. it's like at that point, I really know I have to be financially stable because unfortunately in this world, money is fucking power. And without it, you're just going to like make your life so difficult. I'm not, as, as I didn't say that money is everything, but um, if you're a super underpaid, I had that also, like I had that before. If you're super underpaid, you, you just think that you're getting, um, like people take advantage of you, which is obviously the case. So that makes you think okay wait why am i here why am i doing this and then you ask for more and then you know always salary talks they never go as planned like you ne you never really walk out of there like ah, i did the best because everything you 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 get you think okay they probably they had more in their back pocket and they didn't give it to me so if you think you're paid fair then you're at your best i say if you're overpaid you always you, you think okay uh, if they find out <laughs> I'm screwed and I've been there I've been on both ends actually I'm, I was overpaid and underpaid okay and so yeah that's that's all that's all I got yeah no but um, what I was going with the side hustle stuff like you have to find a way to like use your strength to create create wealth for yourself and that's like basically what I'm doing now I'm just like saving and then like investing my money in <laughs> in things that i'm good at like uh bitcoin ethereum and things like this like where i can play with it you know because if you don't have shit like that girl this world is so tough like you can't do anything when you don't have like the financial um power stability yeah i've been in those scenarios where like basically i was just waiting from paycheck to paycheck and now it's not like this and it's like i would never want to go back because yeah, like, even when you look at it, when you have the money, it's your choice to invest it in wherever you want. It doesn't have to be, like, um, something that destroys the world. Because that was always my problem with capitalism, that, like, it, it's uh, built off of making use of the people that are basically struggling in other countries. And then you exploit that so that you can make money for yourself. See, in my scenario, I'm, I have, like, employees in the Philippines that, like, work for me. And they... I'm paying them enough like to their standard and like even one of my workers was able to buy like a, a laptop for herself and like they keep me updated you know and it's like nice because yes of course they're not getting as much money as me but I'm paying them like a salary that is actually like to their standard what like what the living costs are there and that's, that's like uh, okay I'm not gonna interrupt yeah no problem keep going no but that was yeah that was it okay so uh, there's actually a problem that we learn in economics that if you um, overpay in um, normally underpaid countries then you just force bad habits that could, if you get, best example, Alan Iverson, a basketball player coming from like the super, super low income um, rates with like, I think he grew up without a dad. And then he made, during his career, he made 120 million. And at the end of his career, he was 20 million in debt because he didn't know how to handle money. So give a poor kid a lot of money, he doesn't know how to do it. And so that's, that's also, that's an issue that like, 
if you give money to like a school kid, it's not well placed. Obviously, he has probably advisors like his parents or something, but um, it's it's tougher for him to know what what the worth of it is. Um, same with getting paid. So if you find something, it's always nice to say like, oh, he made his hobby his career. Sometimes that shit doesn't happen. Like, <laughs> that's the ideal like as a kid i wanted to be like an actor or someone in the creative arts which is like did you yeah totally like because that was what inspired me did you, were you someone that wanted to be famous or not at one point yeah yeah same yeah like but now that i'm older i actually like and especially doing the instagram shit like i actually don't want that anymore i feel like it's so much nicer to live on the down low when nobody knows hey like, the dl yeah because then you're not constantly under the microscope. Like I can just, you, I, I can't picture like being like a, these A-list celebrities where every day people yeah, are like you constantly. You, you can't turn it off. Yeah, that, this is not a life like I, I could live. Now mm. like adult me is like, uh, uh, hell no. Like I want the the stability and the uh, financial freedom that comes with it. Yeah. But I don't want to be famous anymore where like everybody knows me. That would be like a nightmare. Dude, Hannah Montana. <laughs> What's the fucking goal? Take the wig off and you're a different person. Oh my god, did you watch that too? Yeah, of course I did. Fuck yeah, I love her. Best of both worlds. Hey. <laughs> oh, I watched that, I watched Hotels Like and Cody. Yeah. Uh, I watched High School Musical when Troy Bolton drained the three balls deep in the basket. <laughs> you related so much, right? Yes. <laughs> that, was, that was so you, like the German version of Troy Bolton. <laughs> um... Yeah, I, I I sang all the time and I danced and uh, I got I got my Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah, you even have your like your your exotic girlfriend. So there you go. Exotic is such weird, <laughs> such a porn term. <laughs> Maybe because you're watching that shit. <laughs> uh, my eyes are virgins. Okay. Yeah, true. <laughs> so um, that well we we did the we did the our jobs we did the um we did the the, the important part of the, the serious part of it with like money involved and everything and intrinsic and actually motivation this has this has been like a business talk today come on come on <laughs> no 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 we don't do that shit that's boring as fuck yeah but uh, i noticed that people don't like sometimes you don't work the job that you went to school for or university even mm. oh look at me <laughs> um but uh, kind of sales is the it's like yeah but i don't think do sales it's too much to explain so it's fine we are so big we'd be like we're gonna tell them what we do which we like we did not talk about all we talked about was the everything else <laughs> yeah true that. well on the side I, I i we publish music with a couple of friends i do music like yeah. like lofi music that's also fun because yes. I, like, I like music as mentioned before you need to promote your lo-fi stuff i love yeah, that the lo-fi stuff yeah i'll link it yeah and uh <laughs> such a promotion yeah. come on we never do that get it out to the viewers <laughs> we never do that like then they had like have at least like a an insight of what we actually do except sit down and talk to this goddamn mic <laughs> Wait, don't talk, to, don't talk to like that in front of Kevin. <laughs> Sorry, Kevin. <laughs> the goddamn mic. So, but um, what I actually wanted to go into detail again on my rant with the with the cashiers. <laughs> How did we get back to that? Okay. Hey, stop getting me down with your stupid ass job. <laughs> if you're if you're on the call center or something, and I call you, be nice, because <laughs> I'm on the other end. So if it's a different person, hey, do your your grumpy ass thing. How <laughs> self-centered of you, but okay. <laughs> yes, you know me. <laughs> Gotta love it, yeah. Yeah, but okay, we've both been in the aspects where we were definitely not financially free, and we now we're at a better place. Obviously, we're still working our way up. We're not like uh, the Forbes 100 list of bitches. Not so, yet. Yeah. But do you consider yourself someone that looks forward to retirement? Actually, no. I love what I do. I actually do love it. Well, we're 25 average. Yeah. Uh, we're 25 and, you know, we still have a long way to go. So yeah. we can't talk about that shit. But I see that so much in people and I think, oh, that's so kind of sad. Yeah. Because, I mean, retirement, I have so many people that go to retirement. I know them and they went downhill so quick. And, um, yeah, my, my dad always wanted to work like longer than retirement technically. So he, he likes his job and you can still do it. If you're like, if you're probably a heart surgeon and you were like 85, your hands get wobbly, 
Stop. <laughs> Stop, you're killing people. Don't they, don't they have like a security checks for that shit? I don't know. I'll drive a uh, different thing. Whatever. Driver's license and stuff. Yeah. So uh, if you're a taxi driver out there and listen to our podcast, thank you. First of all, if you're someone that works in a, in a job that's necessary right now for everyone and everyone starts to noticing that's necessary, thank you. And if you're a truck driver, let me get a ride with that because <laughs> I wanted to like ride a truck once and sleep in those bunk beds and just don't like I don't know it kind of seemed seemed funny to me probably at one time in my life I'm just gonna like half a year I'm gonna get a truck license in America and just drive through America with a, in a truck with a bunk bed you know Michi has a truck driver's license right he does yeah hey let me get a ride of that. Let, me, <laughs> let me catch a ride yeah I had I had a guy once okay random ass story at the end of this podcast but I had a guy once in my guild in uh, in Guild Wars like, online game like like uh, World of Warcraft and he was always online and he was also on TeamSpeak and stuff and I was like asking like how can it be that you're online all the time dude and he's like oh no, it's fine I'm a truck driver it's like well yeah you're a truck driver he mounted his freaking laptop on his wheel no way <laughs> and every time he was in traffic he's like oh well my truck kind of like does this thing for me that he's like in traffic he just like accelerates and stops so i put my laptop on there and you either i watched like um i watched like tv episodes or like you know netflix and stuff it was before netflix back then it was like 15 years ago or i just play video games and sometimes there's games where you don't have to like move that quick like a shooter where you have to like be active all the time sometimes you just stand somewhere and press buttons and don't do shit so you can drive for an exit and i was like well wow that's a job that i adore <laughs> wow I love his resourcefulness. Like, I mean, okay, because you can just think a truck driver is going to get bored eventually for sitting there doing nothing. Dude, else. are you just giving props to someone that drives a truck and plays video games next to it? It's not safe. I'm not encouraging it. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. But this bitch, like, you know he was going... To, he's going places, at least. Because well, he, he has <laughs> to unload somewhere. <laughs> he's for sure going places. Yeah, and maybe the hospital. You that saw shit. me before I did that joke. That I was so happy that I could do that joke. <laughs> yeah, Leo, I set you up for that. Come on, I wanted to make your your evening. <laughs> yeah. Balls deep. You you love that, like just because I use like a fucking straight term as a joke, like you can't let it go now. <laughs> no, I can't. Well, you used this term, balls deep into the hoop. <laughs> what? That was all that I thought. I'm making of. a T-shirt. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. I should not make those straight jokes because I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. That's all to say, all everything we just said, like, jobs are obviously very necessary in our society. <laughs> hey, some people don't do jobs at all and they're totally fine. I adore that. I don't. <laughs> jobs take, like, a job has, like, a negative connotation to it. Yeah, it does. And yeah. I, it can be nice, can be fun, can be something fulfilling. Also, like I only mentioned that it's like there's there's a setup for potential failure if you have more in your life that you put a lot of thought into, like uh, like relationships, uh, jobs, and sports. But also on the other hand, I said if something works out great, it puts me in a great mood. Like you know, there's ups and downs, obviously, but the the ups are obviously overweighing. Otherwise, I wouldn't do that job. So uh, yeah, still nice. Yeah. Um, do you want to hit the quote? Yeah, you you got a quote, right? So yeah, jobs, keep doing your thing, guys. Like, w whatever industry you're in, keep killing it. Whatever makes you money, fuck. Just <laughs> just do your goddamn best, bitch. Because <laughs> you're saying like you have to do a job to get money. I'm saying you find a job to get fulfillment. We come from different backgrounds. <laughs> I mean, I have both. I like my like my nonprofit shit, but like it's not the thing that makes me money. Like I think a balance is good, and. Yeah, you have to find a sort of like purpose. I feel like, okay, no, know, that got know, really I preachy. Know, I, know, I know, I know. That got really preachy, but you know, you know what? Just do your thing, bitch. Be yeah. a be a bum if you wanna. So you know, back to the stuff that I I said with like doing the best you can in your job, and if you do it right, or do you do it just make it like own it, like hey, make it a thing. If you're if everyone thinks you're calling like a hotline, and because I worked as a hotline. I worked in a hotline. Did I mention it? Oh, you bad. didn't say that. Uh, I did. I did. I worked in like not a call center. I worked for for. I did an internship at Warner Music, but I did the the, the call support for like five websites that we did our own products and like merchandising. Okay, well. And I only like half the time I had to 
deal with stupid people. Mm-hmm. And, and the other 25% was old people that didn't know how to use PayPal. <laughs> and the rest 25% I actually could help. So <laughs> so I did that job very efficient. I, did, I think I did it all right. And I when they, someone called me, I was the friendliest motherfucker you could think of. I was like in their face like, hey, how can I help you? I'm going to help your goddamn ass. Don't worry about it. So I did that. And hey, I got something. I just brightened up the day. Sometimes they wanted to kill me. But hey, happens. So yeah. concerning that, I have the quote here um, that you have to have in mind that story. So the quote is by Jim Ron, And it says, either you run the day or the day runs you. And with that, we say farewell and... Bye. Bye. Yeah. So if you want to sponsor us, like check it out. <laughs> hey, do promote it. Link it. Yeah. Bricks from Plastic, uh, Palawan Biodiversity Conservatives Advocates Incorporated. Yeah. Fuck us up. Do the link. <laughs> Way easier. <laughs>